Here comes the sun, do 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 do. Here comes the sun, and I say it's time for everything under the sun here on KDNK. I'm your host Raleigh Burley. Joining me shortly will be Vanessa Porras, editora para El Sol del Valle, también um, host de El Sol Habla. We're going to speak a little bit about El Sol Habla and also our experiences with the Colorado Press Association conference that just occurred over this past weekend. Uh, Vanessa is on her way. She'll be in in just a few minutes. So in the meantime, I think I'll gloat a little bit about the Sopra Sun Awards. We received 15 at the Colorado Press Association conference, including six first place awards. These include Best Investigative Story Package for our Tunnel Busters Stones Yet Unturned Story Package by James Steinler, our contributing editor. Mickey Jones, a reporter now at the Soper Sun for several years. Paula Mayer, one of our star photographers, and our cartoonist Larry Day. One of my favorite Larry Day cartoons ever is on page seven of this week's Soper Sun. It was a part of that Tunnel Busters series. We reprinted it there, announcing the award. We also got a Best Crime and Public Safety Reporting First Place Award to James Steinler for a Thanksgiving Rescue. We had a, well, actually two first place awards going to the one and only Amy Haddon Marsh. Uh, these are Best Arts and Entertainment Column and Best Humorous Column for Dylan Does Grand Junction in Rough and Rowdy Style. If you missed that, you can find it on our website. Uh, the judges had really wonderful things to say about her column writing um, as shown in that piece. We also had two first place ads, uh, Keep the Sun Shining by Larry Day, which we did kind of a, an updated rendition of on the back cover of this week's paper. And then Real Eyes, Real Eyes, Real Lies by one Shayla Pinkle. This was for best print ad. And, you know, I kind of regret not reprinting that in this week's edition, but you can find a link to it as well online. And it was part of a uh, greater campaign that a local wanted to get exposure on here in the Valley. So it was an anonymously funded ad uh, but you can find that artwork by Shayla Pinkle online as well by searching Real Eyes, Real Eyes, Real Lies. Easier seen than pronounced on the radio. And then there were nine second place awards as well, which you can see again on page seven of this week's edition of The Soprous Sun. And I do want to shout out to some of the other Valley media that also received awards. The Colorado Press Association uh, over the weekend was the first opportunity I had to meet Ray Urku, who's now editor of the Post Independent. And he individually, for his work with the Post Independent and the Rifle Citizen Telegram, 
received something like 19 awards. And then a big shout out to the Post Independent as well for getting this overall photo and design um, sweepstakes award is what they called it. I'm joined now in studio by the one and only Vanessa Borras. ¿Cómo estás? Bien, gracias, Raleigh. Gracias por estar aquí. Uh, people may have heard El Sol Habla. That was coming after El Sol del Valle. Sorry, after Everything Under the Sun. So many names. Um, for several months, um, we are putting that show on hiatus for now, finding a new slot for it on KDNK's busy schedule. Uh, but we did make some room for Bronco Babble, which it sounds like today there'll be a lot of commiseration um, over the not-so-spectacular performance uh, that the Broncos have been showing so far. But it's a fun show, and we really appreciate um, lots of diverse voices on the airwaves. Definitely. And we're going to be... Um Working on making El Sol Habla a little bit more robust on Sundays. Yeah, that's the idea. Stay tuned. We have some community advisory board meetings here at KDNK to get into the nitty-gritty of the programming. Um, but I'll just say, if it's up to uh, me, I think a Sunday evening Spanish-oriented kind of uh, evening. <laughs> <laughs> for lack of a better word, would be pretty awesome. Um, there's already a lot of sort of bilingual stuff going on then, um, and we certainly don't want to discontinue El Sol Habla. We think it's really performing an important role in the community and saw so much excitement from the guests. Um, mm -hmm. But finding a place where it maybe wouldn't be sandwiched between two English news shows, which I know is a little bit confusing for some of the listeners. Yeah, I think it would make it more accessible to have that time dedicated and on Sundays and, you know, have people listen to a longer Spanish program. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it might involve a little bit more production, which could be a lot of fun for us to work on as well. Definitely. Um, great. Well, and then we had been receiving things from Samuel Bernal with Tricolor, so maybe working some of that in more consistently if it is like a an expanded hour mm -hmm. or something like that yeah someone's doing awesome work and for the community in general and, and for his radio show as well so vanessa if it was your first time to the colorado press association conference um what'd you think it was great it was really interesting um i think one of the one of the most interesting things was just seeing how how many people were in the industry in Colorado alone. And I know that there was a lot of people that didn't actually attend. Mm -hmm. So just being able to see how many people knew each other and how involved they were and how much they really cared about the industry was, was really inspiring. Were there any like topics that really stood out to you? There was several. <laughs> Um, I think we're all in a place right now in the industry that we're trying to figure out the impact that artificial intelligence is going to have. Um, so that's really interesting and just trying to see not only how it's going to affect 
reporters and, and editors, but also um, the people that are doing really hard work, like the translators, um, and how their livelihoods and some of their companies are going to be affected by AI and all these different platforms that, you know, can translate an article within seconds. So that was something that was a really important talk, a topic, just AI in general, but for me specifically, you know, working with um, El Sol del Valle and working so closely with translators, I think that that's a really important topic to just be considering and, um, you know, finding solutions around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a big, big topic. And I was at the conference last year and it was not a topic at all. Right. So it's pretty interesting to see something kind of enter the scene and shake it all up. Um, but AI very suddenly became capable of doing, I'd say, really, well, impressive work. The work it can do... Yeah. It's not always truthful, and it's interesting that at the conference they referred to mistakes AI might make as hallucinations. <laughs> and I wonder about like whether uh, a Talking reporter about... could use that excuse. <laughs> yeah, I was just having an, a hallucination. <laughs> I so hallucinated that yeah. fact. It sounds funny, that's why. Um, so, but also this emphasis on like it's not something we can ignore. Yeah. Um, that it's here mm -hmm. and it's really useful in time-saving ways. There are things that newsrooms should employ it for to mm -hmm. maybe make efficiencies. Um, but there's always, I mean, there's kind of like this big sad um, note to it about yeah. like, hmm, what happens when yeah. like people aren't doing that anymore? And I think it was something we saw in like factories, like a lot of work has been already automated, um, you know, grocery checkout stuff. Um, but I don't think like people who consider their work creative ever thought that they could also be, be automated. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really interesting. And I used this um, during the CPA we had um opportunities where we could break off into groups and have those discussions and I know that in my table one of the discussions about AI and one of the examples that I brought up was um you know asking one of these chat like chat GPT or GPT or whatever the <laughs> abbreviation is um to write a description of what coffee tastes like in Spanish and it was just beautiful and it was, you know, done within seconds and it was poetic and it was all these different things. So, um, it is a little scary mm -hmm. <laughs> and it is, it is a little sad because, you know, being able to differentiate, like, where's the humanness in this and without, you know, kind of veering off in a different direction, but a few months ago, I, I wrote one of my columns about AI and creativity, and I related it to this idea of sazón, which is in Spanish, like, we use it a lot with, like, in, re in referring to food, like, it has sazón, so it has, like, you know, 
How would I how would I describe Sazon um, in English? I would say like flavor. It's I mean, it's definitely flavor, but it's so. Oh, I, I I I yes, essence, kind of like the soul mm. the food has mm-hmm. because of its maker. So I, in a way, I see art and c- these creative people as having they each have their own Sazon. They each have their own essence. And despite the fact that, you know, maybe AI can write something very beautiful, like there's always going to be Sasson that's going to be missing. Mm-hmm. And I hope that that's one of those things that differentiate us from it. Um, It'll be very interesting to see how creatives respond, how the poets or the painters mm-hmm. or photographers adapt to, right, what this what this new possibility provides. Um, Lately, I've seen a lot of people getting tricked on Facebook by these photographs that Mm. seem like they're from Woodstock or something, a bunch of hippies. And you can see the word love like in the fringes of a coat and a cake in the background and like the stage. And people like it looks like an old photograph Mm -hmm. or like, wow, that's the most magical thing how'd they do that um but living in this realm where it is possible uh, like everything is really possible to create now um and how do we respond to that and what rises to the top is what differentiates us and maybe it's truth maybe it's this ability to find true truth and not hallucination (laughs) yeah there's um we we had this exercise where we were talking about um, the diary of a se- or sorry where we were talking about something within like how we envision things happening within the next five years and I mentioned diary of a CEO I was about to because I have <laughs> have it in the tip of my tongue so diary of a CEO is a podcast and um, the host interviewed. Um, I was just looking for his name, but he was some, like, developer of AI uh, through Google or something. I don't know the names right now, so might have to look that up later. But this person was talking about how AI is going to completely revolutionize everything, and it's going to happen, you know, in the next three to four years. Mm-hmm. So it was really interesting having listened to this podcast episode Um and how this person was saying, you know, like, you have to be involved in AI because it's not going to go anywhere. And as poets and creatives and writers and, you know, all these different people, you have to be involved. Because if we just kind of take that step back, then other people with other intentions are going to be developing these algorithms and are going to be you know, the the biases of all of these different things are going to be catered to them and not the rest of, you know, these creative people. And, you know, we're looking at something that's going, like you mentioned, like last year, CPA, conf- or, you know, conferences didn't even mention AI. And now it's like, that's all we were, not that that was all we were talking about, but that was a big topic. And... I don't think that we have five years. I think that this is going to move a lot faster than we think it is. It's like um, on newer news sites, because we've been developing one ourselves, like plugins for WordPress that incorporate ChatGPT. And I've seen examples of like, you might say, hey, do a 
three-section story about Hurricane Katrina. I want each section to focus on, like, this thing, then this mm-hmm. thing, then this thing. And then it'll spit it out, and then you can say, well, actually, I want it to be exactly 500 words. Mm-hmm. Or, and the way it can um, take commands. So one thing that people brought up that I think really rang for me was um, this idea of it it's an assistant. Like, you mm-hmm. treat AI like an intern or an assistant. And, like, you know that piece of it like it's going to get some work done it can maybe pull some archives it can give you a draft but ultimately yeah it is our responsibility to to do the final cut yeah yeah I was um so I actually went into one of those lectures and slightly frustrated if I'm going to be honest um but one of those topics did come up and, you know, talking about translation and stuff like that um, and how we're essentially going to be able to put out so much more, so many more stories and how these translators are essentially going to be able to do so much more work potentially, right? But now they won't necessarily be translating, they'll be editors. And so I think that there will be a higher, like, rise potentially in people editing AI's work and working, like collaborating in that way. But I also heard, um, and this was separate from CPA, but I recently heard um, a discussion with a teacher. I don't know what her position was, but she brought up a really interesting point when they asked, like, you know, once AI gets or it's already here and you know how do you work with students who are potentially turning in essays and stuff like that using AI you know and what she said was that as teachers it would be smarter if you will to ask students to go home and use these platforms to write these essays giving them these different prompts that you were just mentioning like within these parameters And depending on whatever AI put out, then they would have like a class discussion. And it was almost like critiquing AI and whether they agreed with what AI produced and where it was lacking. And so like, it's almost like in collaboration, we're also turning into these editors or these critiques of AI, critics of AI as well. I'm imagining, too, a world where, like, it's so easy to produce content and translate things, and we're just drowning in it. Mm -hmm. It's already feeling like Mm -hmm. we are, like, so saturated Mm -hmm. in information and media, and then there's more of a role for, like, the filter and, like, you know, making it so things that are really relevant or important reach people versus just this endless buffet of candy. Yeah, some... I mean, it it is, that is a really interesting thing. And I think that print kind of slow things, slows those things down because, you know, in a newspaper, we have a very limited space for all these different stories, whereas the internet is ever expanding and, you know, like you, you have, yeah, like you said, we're drowning in information. So like, do we really need everything in say like Associated Press to be translated? I don't know. Um, it, there's obviously like issues of accessibility and, and all of that, which is very valid. But then I also think we're, you know, it's like how much of that information are we really taking in? 
And somebody in, in that same lecture brought up a really good question that, like, her question was, like, how are we going to discern the, bi like, you know, if, if AI is being biased? Mm. And I think that's a really important thing to consider, too, where, you know, AI is potentially putting out all these this information based on these prompts, but is there going to be a bias? And are we going to be able to, you know, discern that? Or, like, how are we going to manage it in putting all this information out as well? We are rapidly running out of time. We have about five minutes um, before Bronco Babel comes on. For anyone just tuning in, this is Everything Under the Sun. I'm Raleigh Burley speaking with Vanessa Porras about the recent Colorado Press Association conference. Um, so AI was a giant topic with not a lot of answers, but a lot of really fruitful discussion. Um was there anything else that stood out to you about your experience at the conference? I think there's a lot of um, newspaper outlets or just media outlets that are thinking about accessibility, and I think that's really important. And not just accessibility in terms of language barriers, but accessibility to people who might not be able to read you know, whether that's like a physical disability or, I don't know, just a learning disability or, you know, like dyslexia, whatever it is. And so really having those topics and conversations about how are we developing developing a product, whether that's in print or digital, that is accessible to everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll just share my feeling walking away from the conference was a lot of gratitude for the media ecosystem that we exist in. We saw um, Curtis Wackerly with the Aspen Journalism there and Breeze Richardson with Aspen Public Radio. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a whole entourage from post-independent people I hadn't mm -hmm. met before like Ray Urku and Cassandra. Mm -hmm. And um, just to feel really proud of where we come from and also to be enlightened to how hard it is in other places like there was one young man uh, we got to know over the weekend named Benjamin who works for a Trinidad newspaper and said he's like really the only reporter in his county and so he's he's turning two stories out every day and That's a lot. he's a young guy who's burning out really fast yeah. um so <clears throat> make a little pitch here for our community radio station, which is such a vital part of that rich media landscape here in the Roaring Fork Valley. There's nothing quite like KDNK delivering you all of the music, of course, and also the public affairs like this one on a variety of topics from all kinds of characters. Uh, if you appreciate Katie and Kay, this is the perfect time to make your donation. In the world of inflation, we are striving for an $88.1,000 goal. And I believe we're getting pretty darn close, uh, but we do have a wrap-up party tomorrow at the station. We're hoping we reach the goal by 5.30 is when the party starts, and it'll go till 8.30. Um, I'll be there. And I'm sure there'll be all kinds of other media folk from the Valley who also appreciate Katie and Kay hanging out. Definitely. So come and party with us.
party with us. But first, go to kdnk.org <laughs> and click donate, and then you'll feel really good showing up to this party. Really, really good about partying. Yeah. Uh, we'll be celebrating together. Um, great. Well, you'll want to stay tuned for Bronco Babble. Um, I think it's going to be a fun show. I heard a promo earlier. It's going to be like a uh, live therapy session for yeah. uh, people to share <laughs> um, from Bronco's losing syndrome. Um, <laughs> thank you, Vanessa. Thank um, you, We'll have everything under the sun back next week and every week at 4 p.m. And stay tuned for more details about when and where to find El Sol Habla going forward. Thank you.